If only they knew the hub for young business minds. Yes, people, it's Ted Lawler, and welcome back to another episode of the If Only They Knew podcast. Today, we're joined by Youssef Amanala, who speaks about imposter syndrome faced as a young entrepreneur. When's the right time to leave your nine to five and spending over a year crafting what will be the best cold brew coffee on the market? So if you're looking to understand what it takes to be great, this is the podcast for you. Sure. So I'm Yusuf. Uh, I am the founder of Impact Coffee, uh, which is a cold brew coffee infused with nootropics to give you the mind, body and energy to make an impact. And really, it started off because right now I have a day job in finance. And with that comes long hours. And with long hours usually comes uh, a lot of coffee. And I realized that, to be honest, I wasn't enjoying my coffee experience because I would be getting the jitters, I'd be getting stomach aches um, and the crashes. And I really wanted my coffee to work for me. So I decided to create something that did. Perfect. And like I said, just before this call as well, I do actually want to let everyone know this is next level. I I like oat milk lattes all the time, um, but this was just next level. And the first can, it it sort of blew me away by the fact that I was so zoned in. I was sitting there doing work. And before you know it, I I swear like three, I think it was like two or three hours went by, like a really big substantial amount of time went by. And I was like, wow, like I literally zoned in so much because I think I think I've got ADHD or ADD or something like that. So sometimes I sort of lose focus and I'll be looking at my phone and then before you know it, I'm like completely distracted for like half hour. So drinking that really put me into the zone. So yeah, thanks for sending those over. I really, really appreciate it. No, thank you so much. Uh, it is it it's been something that we've been developing for more than a year now. And actually, you know, uh, even though you've got the can now, this is essentially version. 27D, uh, that's what we call it. And, um, you know, it it really was a case of we tried 20 different nootropics. I was my own guinea pig. So I would just put random things in my coffee to see how I would feel. And um, essentially, we created this nootropic stack, which is three nootropics of ashwagandha, ginkgo biloba, and uh, vitamin B12. And each one has its own unique uh, benefits and, and functions because um you know combined they they really create what what we stand for which is sort of this health uh, energy and focus and and that's what we were aiming for perfect and we'll definitely get into the actual benefits of the products a bit later on sure um because i think yeah this is a very unique sort of uh, proposition with what's inside the can but before we get onto that um who were you before all of this so before you sort of start the company like you said you're working at a day job as well and you started the company who were you before all of this where did you have you felt like this starting the company is sort of giving you an extra boost of confidence or another sort of layer to your personality um yeah how, how do you think it's changed you and who were you before you started the the company yeah for sure um so before this i think one thing was that i'd read a lot about entrepreneurs, you know, mm. reading and, and studying them. That was really my main thing. And even at university, um, I did sort of business management as a degree. So one of the courses was on leadership. And, you know, I was always into food and drink anyway. I remember uh, before this, I actually, in my final year of university, went to this one talk where there was a panel of uh, social enterprises that were in food and drink. Mm. And I fell in love. It was my favorite 
talk ever. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I've been to, to so many, but this was it because I just related to it so much. I enjoyed listening to the process and, you know, people love food, people love, you know, drinking, but there's a difference between that and loving the business behind it because yeah. it's much more of a headache. <laughs> and at that moment, I knew I wanted to go into that. Um, you know, I decided to, to start off with, with work uh, in, in the finance industry anyway, yeah. uh, just because, you know, it was kind of the done thing. Um, and it, it was a massive blessing. And I think actually during the pandemic, that's when all of this started. I would start mixing things around, trying different ingredients and, you know, kind of my inner scientist came out. Um, so I guess that's who I was before this. And, and nowadays, um, you know, I'm a lot more passionate because there's an escape to go to after work or, you know, before work even, um, because yeah, it's what I use to be creative. It's what I use to feel more serious. It's what I feel to, it's what I use to feel as though, um, I'm doing something even more meaningful as well, yeah. uh, which is a, a massive blessing. Mm -hmm. How important is that then to have that that um, that security um, of the day job? Because it's something like I I didn't really understand until I left my job. Well, I was made redundant from my job, and I've been sort of doing. I've got the, a journal called the Manifestation Journal, as mm. well as if only they knew. Um, so like I I sort of didn't have a choice. I sort of just went into it, made redundant, and then just sort of focused on the business. But I, after a few months, you do think, oh, I wish I had a day job to sort of give me that extra layer of security and help me sort of jump even further because I know I can sort of fall back on something. So for you, how important is it to have have that security and have that job behind you as well as focusing on this? Yeah, I mean, the security is a, is a huge benefit and it's a huge blessing. And, um, you know, I think a lot of the time, you know, people always look at, the grass on the other side and how it's always greener you know there would be people in in this uh in my position thinking like oh if only i could go full-time into my business yeah, yeah. or you know oh it looks so much better so much more glamorous to be an entrepreneur or versus you know as well on the flip side people are like oh it looks so much more glamorous to be part of a company and you know in flash suits and everything um and either way i think the most important thing is to be grateful for the position that you're in um for sure the security has helped and i guess being here actually gave me the inspiration to to start this company in the first place yeah. had i not gone through the the trials of being in a full-time job had i not gone through the um you know long hours i wouldn't have been in such a dire situation yeah. to want to change that you yeah. know i didn't want to continuously have like nine cups of coffee or you know this massive can of you know energy drink uh i won't say any name in particular but you know any <laughs> random energy drink just on my desk and feel horrible afterwards so yeah i mean security aside i think it really is about what you make of it yeah and I, I found that as well like when i was at my nine to five job on the commute in i had like an hour and a bit journey on the train in and then obviously the same back and i felt like during those times i was more productive probably than i am throughout the whole day sometimes now because I, I was so passionate about sort of getting away from that like you said you had that vision of okay if don't really feel like this is for me necessarily I want to sort of change it 
And I feel like, yeah, if you sometimes you need to sort of go into a job. Obviously, it sounds like you've got a really good job, which which is good. But like you know, like some some people do do sort of have both sides of the the, the coin, don't they? And I guess yeah, some I guess sometimes it's good to have have that day job to give you sort of the kick that you need and give you that fire as well as that sort of separation. Because sometimes I find now that where I'm spending all day doing the same thing, sometimes I. I just get a bit too involved in it and I don't have that separation point. Like now mm. I've been awake since like six o'clock this morning and it's 6 p.m. now and I'm still still going and we'll be keep, yeah. keep going until nine. So I guess sometimes it's good to have that separation, isn't it? And and just sort of have that focus and vision of what what else you could create apart from the, the day job. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, you know, every thing that you do there's a reason for it that's how yeah. I see it right and uh, I, I still remember I was listening to someone who was mentioning about Prince the singer uh, yeah. and how he was a janitor uh, you know at one yeah. point and he would save up his money in order to uh, fund you know studio sessions yeah. you know everything that you do there's a purpose for it and it's just about you know recognizing that and I think sometimes we all get so focused in the rat race, whether it is, you know, corporate life or entrepreneurship, you know, we're so focused on just the day to day and the dollars and this, that, and the other that we forget, you know, we, we forget to take ourselves out of that situation sometimes and into a more bird's eye view yeah. and realize like, actually, you know what, we should be happy that we even have a situation like this where, you know, there's an opportunity to try something or we have something to fall back on. Mm. And that's kind of, you know how I've started looking at things uh, and it definitely helps um, you know and like you said that separation between work and and this it it does it keeps you know the spice of, of yeah. life going as well um, yeah. because if you do just have this routine of doing the same thing for the whole day you do it does lose its, its zing um, by the end uh, and especially at the end of the week but, um, you know, if you vary things up and it doesn't necessarily have to be a business always, I think, uh, you know, if you have a creative side, just be creative. I think a lot of people fall into the, the trap of, of thinking that, you know, they're really busy, uh, you know, all day. And so they can't give time to things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, even if it's just like 20 minutes, but it's 20 minutes more of something that's creative or something that, you know, takes you away from the monotony monotony of certain things um, yeah yeah and yeah, no, i get that and um, when when do you think it's the right time for people to make that jump if they are in a, in a similar situation where they've been spending those out free uh, one or two hours every day sort of after work before work during their lunch breaks etc when do you think is the right time to make a jump and say right okay i feel like i've got to a certain point here let me sort of take a step back from the day job, get a, a smaller part-time job or leave the nine to five life completely. When do you think is the right time to, to sort of go full throttle on the, on the business, your, on your side business? Honestly, I'm still trying to find that answer myself. And <laughs> yeah. I think that there's never really any right time per se. Mm. I would say more than anything, if you can cover your life costs, uh, that's, when you can think about scaling back uh, and, you know, perhaps doing a part-time thing to, to just keep a nest egg yeah. um, and, and a cushion in the background. But, you know, 
it really depends on person to person. And I think it, it depends on so many other situations. Like, uh, for example, uh, you know, how, how much are you invested in your career in terms of, you know, the corporate life or your nine to five? Um, you know, some people actually, they enjoy their nine to five mm -hmm. and, you know, want to keep that up because it, it is something that's rewarding. Yeah. You know, that's something I've considered as well. You know, maybe I can do a bit of both. Some people think that that's not, um, you know, worth it. It really does depend on, on person to person. But I think fundamentally, if you do ever want to go full time into your business, it is about covering your life expenses and just making sure that, I don't know, you're not, you know, stressing other people out to almost cover that for you yeah, uh, yeah. And, and getting into debt over, you know, living. <laughs> that's when you, that's when it gets really dangerous, I think. Yeah, no, I like that. And I think, yeah, just my, my final point on that would be as well, make sure you've actually getting money coming in before you even contemplate leaving because I know a lot of people that have done that and thought oh you know what I've got like got a few followers on Instagram or I've got this I've got that now's the time it's like no no, no. wait until you actually start making sales first and, oh yeah and then um, contemplate it exactly I think uh, it was Dan Mer Meredith um, who said uh, a business that doesn't make money is just ego masturbation so yeah. you know just make sure that you're not doing that uh and, <laughs> yeah, um, you know actually have a viable business plan and everything mm -hmm. ready and that's why you know we're still in in this pre-launch phase mm -hmm. and so i'm doubling down on it but at the same time you know i'm very wary that the numbers have to add up and always just looking back at that and thinking okay how much revenue do i need what are my costs what's the profit what's the bottom line at the end of the day and you know when is that you know, crossover point, you know, based on those numbers. Mm -hmm. I, I think you've got it right though, what you're saying, like maybe you can actually do both. And I think that's not a, that's not a um, unrealistic thing to, to actually happen. But before we get more into your advice and more like about the personal side of things, let's actually get into the product if you don't mind, because you sort of touched on it there. There's so much going on. If people watching this on YouTube or Spotify on the video version, you'll be able to see like they've got so many different things in the can. If you don't mind, talk us through what's in there and, and the benefits of it. Because you mentioned one already, and I've already said I was zoned in, I felt. So, yeah, let's talk about that. Sure. So um, there are four main things uh, that really combine well within the product um, that essentially create it. So there's cold brew coffee, yeah. uh, there's ashwagandha, ginkgo biloba, and vitamin B12. Yeah. And so going further into each one so cold brew coffee is essentially you know coffee beans that are being brewed in lukewarm or cold water kind of overnight for like 12 to 15 hours yeah um and in that way you don't get the same sort of bitterness and acidity uh as you do with your normal cup of coffee which is you know you you have some coffee beans and uh, you pour some hot water over it and that was one thing that you know i found really benefited me because with a normal cup of coffee, I mean, I have a dodgy stomach anyway. So that I, I used to really feel that acidity and that, you know, unwellness. Um, so that's where the cold brew element comes in. Mm -hmm. Ashwagandha is this uh, herb used in ancient Ayurvedic medicine, and it's known as um, a, uh, as a herb that helps with just general well-being and in particular, it's it's good for focus. It's good for relieving anxiety and stress. 
And uh, the way that they kind of describe it is, uh, is good for just regulating your body's state so that it's, it's in a, a consistently you know, healthy and, and uh, comfortable state. Ginkgo biloba is another herb used in Chinese medicine to help with focus and memory. And uh, actually, it's used in uh, care homes as well sometimes for those oh, wow. suffering from degenerative diseases like Alzheimer's and, and uh, dementia to obviously not completely cure, cure the disease, but to curb the, the deterioration. And then you've got vitamin B12, which you know, is, a, is a much more common uh, ingredient that's known to boost energy and also help with the formation of red blood, red blood cells. Um, and then all of that combined with oat milk means that, you know, we've got a nice vegan cold brew latte. Um, so that's really the, the product as a whole. And what we wanted to create was a product that gave you functional energy, which was long lasting endurance that was focused uh, so that you didn't just feel uh, hyper, but you actually felt like, okay, this is going towards something. There's a purpose for me feeling uh, energetic. And that's really where the name of the, the company comes in, you know, impact. It's about making a, an impact during the day. Yeah. And like I said before, like before, I really, really, I can't explain it enough. I was so zoned in for like two, three hours. I was working on like podcast stuff and like the amount of work I got done was just ridiculous. So again, thank you so much. Um, no, but, my pleasure. <laughs> that's all right. Thank you, man. And before we get into uh, a bit more about the journey and yourself, quick little question here just to throw you off a little bit if you could have a coffee with any person in the world sit down have a chat have a nice coffee with someone who would it be who do you think you'd like to sort of pick their brains a bit oh um oh that's a really good question yeah isn't it I, I thought i thought of it earlier and i was like that's a good question i'm gonna put that in there yeah <laughs> Ooh, um, I think I'm just looking at my bookshelf because there's there are a couple of people over there that I would like to um, look at. Yeah, actually, um, I would like to have a coffee with Milton Hershey, who is the founder of Hershey's. And um, he's also essentially the creator of the town of Hershey, Pennsylvania. So Hershey, Pennsylvania is essentially... Um, was created as like a, a living area for the the workers of the Hershey's factory, wow, and um, yeah, it's a it's an incredible story actually. And he almost seems like a a kid that never grew up and always wanted a utopia. And um, he had a very difficult life. And when he hit big with with Hershey's, you know, he always still wanted to give back to people. And uh, he created a a school. Uh, for the uh, underprivileged and essentially he gave all the shares of Hershey's to uh, to the school so all the wow. dividends and, and all the profit that that the company makes it goes towards actually the school and, and the endowment so I love to pick his brains and I'd love to know more about you know his own personal trials and tribulations and why he felt the need to do all these things because uh, yeah. it is a really remarkable story uh, and I'd recommend anyone to actually um read it and and get to know about it more yeah that's a really good answer yeah that's such a unique person isn't it most people would say oh richard branson or lord sugar or like they sort of go for the obvious ones but yeah i really like that one i'm going to look into more of his story after um but before before we um before we go into your advice and stuff like that you mentioned to me mm -hmm. that you've been in the am i right saying you've been in the research and development stage with this product for like over a year is that right yeah yeah, yeah. 
So what what um what sort of made you want to go through that stage for that long? Was it a choice or was you just sort of not getting it right? Or what was your sort of thought process behind taking such a long time? Or 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 is that not a long time in the industry? I don't know. So actually it you know, when it comes to research and development, when people ask, you know, how long should you be in it? It's kind of like, how long is a piece of string? It really yeah, depends yeah. on uh, company to company, product to product. And I know people who have, you know, got their uh, product ready in like three months. I know people who have been still in development for two years and haven't uh, oh. gotten anything uh, <laughs> solidified yet. And I think there, a lot of it had to do with, um, you know, us wanting to make it as, grace as possible mm-hmm. um and then a lot of it was kind of out of our control you know with with covid uh hitting like literally everything uh when it came to supply chains uh when it came to uh yeah just getting hold of ingredients people having getting covid and then just not being able to actually you know develop it in the background as well yeah uh and you know we wanted to make a product that tasted good and also made you feel good and getting that is often very, very difficult, right? You can always get the flavor sometimes without getting the benefits and you can always get the benefits like, I don't know, a wheat grass shot and it can taste absolute naff, you know? So <laughs> it's it's one of those, it was a really fine balance and it was, we were literally looking at milligrams of each thing and wow. seeing, okay, well, if we added 20 milligrams of this, how would it affect the flavor? How would it affect how you feel? And so it was a lot of just that testing and tinkering. And, um, you know, things just do take time, uh, especially when, you know, you also are relying on external teams, other businesses to help you out. Um, yeah, they just, they just take as long as they kind of need to. And it's about you running around in the background and making sure that people are on top of things, but also being patient enough to realize like, okay, you know, things aren't going to be done exactly as you plan. Um, you know, I was listening to to someone who uh, this youtuber called calyx who's actually got his own uh, uh sneaker brand yeah and uh you know when he was speaking to someone uh, to his partner initially his business partner um you know he gave him like this budget and, and a time frame and he said you know double that and add some and that's actually how long it's going to take and how much it's going to cost wow. it always just ends up being way more than than you expect both in times in terms of time and money yeah um and then, you know, add to that a whole pandemic and, and you know, <laughs> all of that and, you know, everything gets thrown out of whack. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Well, what, what stage did you say you're in now then? Because obviously I've, I've got the can here, uh, but did you say mm-hmm. that's relatively relatively a new thing to have it in the can or what, what sort of stage are you at now? Yeah, so basically at the end of Jan, start of Feb, uh, we did our trial manufacturing run, which mm-hmm. is essentially when, um, you know, the factory that you've decided to go with they do everything from start to finish. Mm-hmm. That means like mixing the, the actual ingredients, uh, doing the whole pasteurization process, canning it, getting the label on it, packaging, and then sending it to wherever you want to. Yeah. And that usually, you know, it can, well, this is essentially like our third manufacturing trial run uh, because the first couple or the first one was really about, you know, trying to find out how does like the oat milk actually react when you go through the pasteurization process. Mm-hmm. Then the second time was, okay, after the first one and after giving samples to our friend, uh, friends and family, how, you know, what did they think of the flavor? Okay, let's try and reduce the oat milk and let's try and, you know, change things up a little. Then 
you know, after that, we consulted some, uh, you know, sort of um, uh, food agencies about knowing, okay, in terms of labeling requirements, how much of each ingredients do we need to actually say that we have them in the, in the, uh, in the drink. And so we had to tinker with that a little bit as well. And so that's where this final round comes in because we are, you know, pretty close to completion and it could well be that we need to do another one. Um, you know, obviously we planned, you know, like I said, right. We only planned for one time yeah. and yeah, it ended up being yeah. loads more. And you kind of just have to go, you know, roll with the punches, take the hits, keep going. Um, and then, you know, when you kind of sunk in your, your investment in terms of time and money, you know, that's like the best way of essentially, you know, burning the bridges and just saying like, you know what, I kind of have to do it now. Um, yeah. and I, I have to see this through. Uh, and then there've been some moments where, you know, you're not motivated by just how brilliant the product is, but you're motivated by fear and that's fine as well because you kind of need that sometimes. Mm. Um, so yeah, we're, we're pretty far in, I would say the fact that we can even send samples out is a massive thing. Uh, and you know, we're hoping that essentially by summer of this year, we are in full production and, um, you know, we'll be doing a crowdfunding campaign before then, uh, yes. in May we're targeting for and um yeah we we hope to to get enough to actually do the first production run essentially definitely well i'll definitely be helping out if i if i can if i get the opportunity to yeah definitely um just just a final few things like you say we um who who who's sort of in the team and and did you pull everyone together or how did that dynamic work because i know for five years i worked by myself and i wish i sort of had the confidence and sort of hindsight to get other members and pull other people into this sort of team. Um, so yeah, how, how, how does that dynamic work for you? Yeah, so um, we is a very big uh, uh, word actually. Um, when I first started this whole thing, I kind of sat there and I thought, okay, I'm this Muppet who's just mixing stuff in with my coffee, right? Like I'm not creating a, you know, a perfect recipe. I'm not creating like a, a commercially viable recipe. I mean, hell, I was I was mixing like fish oil with my coffee at one point. Like, it, <laughs> I don't recommend it. It, it tastes no. absolutely horrible. But you know, I was doing just anything and everything. Hmm. Uh, and you know, at that point, I I just I literally sat down and I said, okay, what don't I know? Hmm. Um, because if I don't know it, then it you know I might as well just accept it and then find someone who does and who can help me in that department. Yeah. And you know, on top of the fact that you know, at the end of the day, you know. I have to fulfill my full-time job. It is my requirement. It is my job. You know, how much time can I actually put in, you know, every day to work on this as a side hustle and, um, you know, do everything that I set out to, you know, during the day and whether I can do it or whether other people can help pull, pull things together. So, um, you know, we started off by looking at uh, food development, food and beverage development agencies to help us actually come up with um, a commercially viable recipe. Yeah. Because, you know, it's very different, again, from mixing it in the kitchen and then actually going into to production and then, you know, in terms of costs, in terms of uh, the actual pasteurization process, you know, heating things up and then cooling them down always affects, uh, you know, flavors and um, consistency. So that was like the first port of cold. And I remember I kind of had meetings with, I think it was four or five, I reached out to like 10, 12 different agencies, had calls with four or five of them, and then settled on one. 
then I looked into, okay, well, you know, I need to start creating content. Uh, how am I going to do that? I can't, you know, do that feasibly on my own all the time. So I engaged with a social media uh, agency that, um, you know, focuses more on, on Gen Z. And mm -hmm. that's kind of our, our target market anyway. So uh, shout out to the Z-Link, uh, if anyone's interested as well. And um, then I thought, okay, in terms of, you know, designing the actual cans themselves and the logo and everything, I had an idea uh, and I needed someone to really facilitate that and, you know, give me ideas from their side as well. So again, I looked at people's portfolios on uh, Pinterest. I looked at, you know, wow. Adobe themselves have their own sort of um, Pinterest-like uh, uh, yeah. community where, yeah, yeah. where you can have a look at people's uh, portfolios. And so I, I just reached out to loads of people there to see, um, you know, who, who um, was within my price range, essentially, my budget. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, even now we've got these, these people who help us out with the actual labeling themselves. Obviously, this is something that you're putting into your body, right? It has to yeah. have the right labeling. Uh, and you know, there have been some incidents in the past. I think Pret-a-Manger had uh, an issue um, back in the day and actually a, a new law came in uh, because of that. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why you know, nowadays when you actually go into restaurants and everything, they, they ask you actively, do you have any allergies? It's because of that, situ that one incident. Yeah. So you need to make sure that you're on top of it. And then it was when I engaged with these guys um, with this labeling agency that I thought, oh my God, I have absolutely no clue about any of this <laughs> stuff. Uh, and, you know, thank goodness I, I have someone who can, who can, you know, hold me accountable to that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was about piecing all these different elements together and accepting essentially that, you know, what I will be doing is essentially being like a manager of all these people because I have an idea, it's great. Now I need to find people to help me execute it. And rather than having an employee who, you know, yeah, I don't know whether they'll be able to do everything that I say and how many employees I'll need. Let me leverage people's experiences as businesses. Mm. And, you know, that way they can help me out as much, you know, and I might have to pay for, you know, their overheads essentially a little bit more, but so what, you know, if I'm creating something that I hope to scale uh, massively a short pain now hopefully will lead to you know long-term dividends that's it and, and like i said before you've got an amazing product there so all Thank that you. effort and all that strategies is actually paying off it seems so well done on that do you have Thank any you. doubt though do you have any doubt in yourself because I, I oh I, yeah yeah like yeah because some of the young entrepreneurs i've had on like even though everything looks good and also is good behind the scenes like they've actually got everything going on but deep down in themselves sometimes they just have that like I guess people call it imposter syndrome and stuff like that. Do you have anything like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, imposter syndrome is is kind of like my middle name almost. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's difficult to you know sometimes find that confidence um, in yourself. And you know, obviously, I have to accept like I'm 23 years old. I have a day job. Like I'm working, and I don't even I, I have imposter syndrome there as well. By the way, like mm. half the time I. I I, you know, I'm always worried about, you know, what people think of me. And um, even in this, you know, I'm, I'm always worried, like, what if it doesn't work out? What if this happens, that happens? And sometimes you kind of have to find confidence in, in something else in those moments, uh, be it your product, yeah. uh, be it, you know, a spiritual thing. Um, you know, for me, 
God is an important part of my life. And so I kind of have to leave it to him. Yeah. Uh, and so in those moments, I kind of just, you know, think that way. And so it doesn't necessarily solve it. And I don't think you can ever solve imposter syndrome. It's about channeling it in different ways. That's it. I love that. I love that you mentioned sort of the spiritual side of things as well, because that's what I'm about. <laughs> I love that side of things as well. Um, last few things, let's sort of, I call it a quick fire round, but it's, it's, it never ends up quick fire. So <laughs> it's just, just, <laughs> it's just a list of questions, basically. Um, do you have a morning routine that fires you up? Um, because I asked that, it may sound random, but I asked that because I found that breath work, um, and there's a Tony Robbins priming video as well as cold showers really have had a massive impact on my mental and physical health. So yeah. Do you have a morning routine that fires you up? Yeah. So, uh, when I get up, I try and get up, um, in time to, to pray. So mm -hmm. I first do that. Then I tend to use, um, the calm app and do their kind of daily, uh, meditation, which is 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, then I just, kind of do a brain dump of um, anything that's in my head <laughs> all the doubts that are coming into my head uh, for the day or from the day prior um, I'd like to just write it down and kind of I don't know um, be apparent to myself in some ways mm -hmm. uh, by just saying you know you kind of have to fight these things just do it regardless uh, and then I also like to write down five things that I'm most grateful for and I like to look at things that are really not not the big picture items but the really small things like you know if i had a really good sandwich the day before yeah, you know yeah. yeah that that's something to be grateful for because not everyone gets that that's it uh, and uh on top of that then i then i have my my shower it's usually i timed it the other day it's like 12 minutes wow. and uh then i'm then i'm good to go i tend to work on um, more creative stuff and things that need you know more uh, brain power in the mornings because in the evenings it's it's much more difficult uh, after a full day yeah. uh, to, to keep going and um, yeah that's really my main routine and it's about an hour um, all in all but yeah. Uh, yeah when when I stick with that it really sets my whole day up yeah it's definitely worth it and as as you um were speaking there you probably saw me fiddling around yeah <laughs> i got the journal that is exactly what i do so you can't really see it. it's back to front i think but like i write down everything i'm grateful for affirmations and my objectives and it's like i know it's my own product but i was doing this before i actually had the product as well yeah so that, stuff like that really really does help me as well um but the next question favorite brand out there whether it be yeah. personal brand or <laughs> that's it. That's it. Exactly what I just said, but you've got to live by your product, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's impact coffee all the way. Um, but you know, even before that, uh, I'm trying to think of a, of a particular brand that, you know, I really stood by. Um, oh, that's a good question as well. Cause you know, you've got like the big brands nowadays mm -hmm. and you know, sometimes you, you don't want to, you don't want to go for those uh, as a, as a common thing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Ooh, interesting. You can't say Hershey's. <laughs> no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to say Hershey's. I'm not, I definitely won't. Um, in terms of, brand, Oh, Nespresso. Nespresso. <laughs> Which is funny. Yeah. 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 Um, Why is that? I love their, I love their shops. Uh, they yeah. are every, yeah, yeah. you know, kind mm. of clean freak, neat freaks dream. 
um, yeah, yeah. it's a brilliant experience if you ever go in and even if you don't buy anything you know just the way that they package things the way that they um present things mm. in their shops and their stores um yeah it's brilliant i've never owned an espresso machine but whenever yeah. i pass by a shop i just walk in and i and i roam around wow that is powerful yeah. isn't it for a brand to have that impact well next next question what is one thing you're proud of one thing i am proud of oh gosh uh that's a very existential <laughs> question um gosh <laughs> i think um i'm proud sometimes sometimes it's the small things right sometimes mm. you're proud of just getting up out of bed uh yeah. in the morning i think you know you need to you need to sometimes recognize that that's something that you need to be proud of mm. um that life is tough and you kind of just have to get up and get on with it and even if it feels like you're going into autopilot the fact that you got up um you can be proud of that uh and i think another thing is probably that i'm trying to learn more about my faith um mm. you know whether i ever get to that perfect stage i mean no one's perfect no one ever can be but um yeah i'd like to think that those things i'm proud of i love that and what would your if you had like one line um one line one short bit of advice for the young people listening whether they're involved in business or just in terms of mindset or or sort of anything anything other than business or or even if it is business what would your one piece of advice be for those young people oh I think the one most important piece of advice uh, that I'm trying to wrap my head around as well every day is that you were built to be imperfect. Um, and so allow that. Because with the advent of social media, you know, I'm, I'm not the first one to say it, I won't be the last. Uh, everyone's life is perfect uh, on social media. And you really don't know what. Um, people are going through and we weren't built to ever be perfect uh and everything that we do there is some sort of imperfection you know um and even the biggest companies the biggest brands everyone always there's something or another that that's uh imperfect in them so kind of live with that embrace it and you know be humble enough to realize that as well and you know don't go searching for perfection because you'll you'll never find it and it is a very it's a very tiring and taxing exercise <laughs> yeah it is I, I completely get that as well that's something i've been thinking about a lot um obviously this show is called if only they knew so what is one thing you wish you knew at an earlier stage whether that be your life or your your business career if only i knew um if only i knew that everything <laughs> like i said everything takes twice as long and twice as, as much money uh, to make it the way that you actually want to. Yeah. Um, and you, I think I'll, I'll add another thing um, that the only way to actually um, progress is by just starting. Mm. Um, you know, it's that, it's that, that, that old proverb, um, you know, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Yeah. 
throw yourself in, try it out. You don't have to, you know, invest millions into everything. I think everyone is so um, obsessed with getting, you know, seed fund round, uh, seed um, round funding of X million, this many million being a unicorn and everything like that. That doesn't happen to everyone. And that definitely doesn't happen first time around. Um, just, just start somewhere, mm-hmm. learn, speak with people, uh, send that email that you always wanted to, um, send that DM that you, that, you know, you don't think will be read, but somehow will be, uh, potentially. Uh, and even if it doesn't, so what you tried. Man, I love that. That's the exact same advice I always give as well when I'm asked. Just get started and get out there. Be confident. Um, You've you fired me up. Um, I really appreciate your time. What is next for you? And tied up in that, what do you want your legacy to be? So uh, what's next for me is basically getting Impact Coffee to market. Um, you know, Like I said, we're hoping to do our crowdfunding campaign uh, in May. And shortly after that, get it into the hands of people and uh, be able to you know start selling it online primarily and then also in a few stockists initially mm-hmm. uh, so that's what i'm really focusing on uh for the next year essentially and um in terms of legacy i guess you know i want to be known as someone who you know was a good person for the most part mm-hmm. a person a human imperfect but you know tried to do good for the most part and uh you know that's really the main thing love that and like i said it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you i've really enjoyed listening to you we got really deep at the end but i love that sort of stuff i thrive off of that so I'm, i feel now feel more motivated than i did this morning so thank you so much and um, the floor is not you. yours as well so if you've got anything you want to uh, like a final message to the audience or you just want to tell them where to find out more about yourself and the brand yeah please let them know now Sure. So you can check us out on Instagram at, at Impact Coffee Drink. Uh, you can check out our website, impact-coffee.com, uh, and sign up for a newsletter. And you know, be sure to follow us because we're doing weekly giveaways now that we have uh, samples. So be sure to check us out. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter. You won't be disappointed because it's literally free samples of coffee. So who doesn't <laughs> love that? that's it perfect like i said it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much and best of luck thanks for coming on no thank you so much